Hello, hello. Is, can people hear oh, me? Are I we think working? Hear us. All, right. All right. Hey, uh, there's empty seats here, and there's heaps of people sitting back there. So it'd be really cool if you Don't filled be the empty seats. Come to Thank the you, front. Phil Cook. It makes it makes us feel better because we feels like we've got a crowd. Uh, hey, Dave. How are you? Good, thanks. Good beer week, eh? Yeah, it's been good. What have you been up to? Uh, we went to Woods of the North on Saturday, which was pretty fun. Have you been before? Uh, not to that one. No, it's everything uh, wood related. So the uh, direction to all the crew was everything must be um, touching wood or wood barrel aged. We had barrel aged water between. Barrel-aged. Yeah, exactly. A bit of a palate cleanser. God damn, you could be awake. Uh, <laughs> I mean, at the risk of sounding um, <clears throat> like a bit of a hack, it was delicious water. Could you taste the barrel? You could. Okay. And it was like a fun level of carbonation. So um, if you ever see any barrel-aged water around, highly recommend it. All right. Uh, And then we went to wrestling after that. What do you want? New side of Moondog? Did anyone here go to the wrestling? Give me a woo. No. A Ric Flair one. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. 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 I feel like they didn't actually go to the wrestling, though. (laughs) Um, So we are the Isle of a Time podcast. This is our Good Beer Week event. Uh, West Island Vibes, thank you for the wool. Any wools are completely appreciated. I've I've got two buttons on my um on my jacket. I'll give two I'll give one of these buttons away Ooh. for the best wool. If there's two good wools, I'll get one button. Give them both. They're brand new, so it's not like an old button I've got. Is it the quality of the wool itself or its context that you're gonna oh, oh who I'll knows, la- alright. I'll leave that up to the, the wooer to decide. Fair enough. Um so yeah we are doing a chat. We've got three brewers. I think only one of the brewers is here. Uh so classic brewers. Yeah. We've got two now. Oh we've got Ooh, two now. Alright. Okay. Um well I'm gonna uh, let's bring up our first one. Let's get Andrew from Chur. Andrew, can you come on down? Woo! <laughs> Also, those woos don't count. It's yeah. woos for us. Yeah, yeah it was going to get butters. I'll get on the other end here. You're going to sit all the way over there. Do whatever you like. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's no judgment. I'm just thinking because you're all quite. You are the tallest member, so you can you can adjust it. I'm a very bashful fellow, Kieran. You know that. Dave, what are you drinking? I'm drinking the Deep Creek Fresh Hop IPA. Oh, is that just gone on tap? Nope, it's in a can. Okay, was it good? Delicious. Okay, can recommend. I'm got, I've got the fistful of cherries from A Wide. That's pretty good. Pretty good. I just yeah, finished I that. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. What do you got? I have the Townshead XPA because I wanted something bigger and lower in alcohol so I could just nurse it while we were We started with that. That's a ripper. Yeah, yeah we yeah. love that. Totally. Uh, Andrew, you're yes. you're decked out in behemoth gear. No. <laughs> uh, but in Australia, your beers are called Chur. Do you want me to say the word now or later? No, just, 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 leave, just leave that word out. But can you explain what's going on there? Uh, trademark issues um, with a local brewery that uh, I refer to as Voldemort because I don't like to name them. Um, and I say words that have bad... I say things that say have bad words and I don't want to put it on a podcast, so I'm going to avoid that. So Good, good. Um, yeah, trademark issues. Uh, we tried to deal with it. We've been trying to be nice and friendly about it, but the other people were... Not my favourite people on earth. Being Voldemort about it. Okay. Yeah, being a bit of Voldemorty. Yeah. So that's a good euphemism for Voldemort. a word I want to say. Right. Yeah. It's a lot more syllables, but it's fine. <laughs> Can you tell us about uh, Chur Brewing? We're going to use Chur from here on out. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Chur Chur Brewing is. Everyone know uh, she had. Yep. She had pacifier. We pretty much did our most popular beer and renamed our 
New Zealand brand is that. Um, not purposeful, but it was um, just kind of worked. When you're using an inventory system, you're trying to find the actual chur bear in New Zealand, and then there's a thousand Australian bears. It's a real pain in the butt, and so it's doing other labels. But yeah, chur, or I'm going to say behemoth because we're from New Zealand. Just um, to clear it up, sorry, in Australia, if you're looking for these beers, it's chur, but yeah. anywhere else, it's behemoth. Yeah, so n nine other countries, including New Zealand, around the world where we sell to, uh, it's behemoth. Um, so our, we like making relatively bold, big tasting beers and yeah, use a lot of hops. We do a lot of different fun beers that, you know, non relatively non-traditional beers. Uh, like hazies, right? We do a lot of hazies, we do. We do a lot of hazy IPAs. Um, we're, we're a bit on a bit of a West Coast buzz at the moment, doing a lot of West Coast style IPAs. Um, oh, if anyone wooed just then, they would have got a badge. Oh, well. Uh, Woo! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too late. You're too um, late. <laughs> that's my wife. It doesn't count. Um, uh, how come you're moving away from the hazies to West Coast? We're not moving away from per se. We just, um, we're, we're, we've got a lot of new hot varieties that we're playing with and we want to kind of do a bit of everything. We love hazy IPAs just because it's a different approach in, in New Zealand. Um, you know, it's 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 kind of kicking off. I think we probably do a bit put the population do a bit more than Australia. Um, it's just a different er a character to the to the hops and to the yeast. A lot of it's yeast driven, so mm. you can't make a haze a proper hazy IPA just using a normal West Coast ale yeast. Um, so it's a lot more yeast driven, um, and that kind of the esters from that usually English style yeast. Um, along with a really clean malt base and hops kind of adds a juicy character rather than your straight, big, bitterness, hop-forward character. Um, more traditional West Coast would be your grapefruit and pine. We're more about like tropical citrus juice characters on that. Um, and the fact that we just like hops and we like different ways of expressing them. Um, we're starting to do a lot more, no one's seen yet because they're all in tank and, and barrel. We're starting to do a bit more... Um, is this a scoop? Yeah, I guess All it right. is. I guess it's a scoop. Yeah, we're doing a lot more. All right, there's a button. For hey, up. woo! We <laughs> um, Hang on, no, we're gonna get the button away. Yeah, let's do the. Yeah. Let's just bring it all to a stop. How many buttons you got? You got? I've got two. Have you got to open yeah. a button to get to your buttons? Yeah. yeah. All, right, nice. all right. Sorry, what's your name, sir? Adam. So Adam. many layers. Congratulations, oh, Adam. First Ooh. winner of the two buttons. <laughs> Sorry, what you say? <laughs> yeah. No, the button was the scoop, really. Um, <laughs> No, so it was, yeah, we're doing a lot more um, Belgium style. Um, it's kind of like the beers that I really started homebrewing with. Um, definitely commercially um, doing hot forward beers has, has been a big thing for us, but getting into more of your Belgium style beers. I just listened to a podcast with Kieran while I was pitching bugs into a barrel a week ago. I feel like oh, I'm just talking about the stuff that he would. Anyway, um, so Kieran, it was actually kind of fun like listening to stuff while I was, you know, felt like a homebrewer pitching lactobacillus and. Petey Caucus and Brett the Mice's into, into barrels and my jandals and, and the breweries. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, so we, it is stuff like we're starting to work on a lot of passion projects, but it will still be a very small percentage of the beers that we do, especially things we'll still concentrate on what I makes us us. through the grapevine, oh. you heard a barrel program that was... We do, up. yeah. It's, that's what he's just talking about. That's kind of what I was talking about. Did you zone out through that? Maybe I did. Maybe okay. yeah. the whole button thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so we're, we're doing that because um, we, 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 we have always been a contract brewery. Um, we, we work with uh, a handful of really awesome breweries, um, but we're crowdfunding at the moment. Um, so we're looking to open our own 30-barrel brew house, a uh, six-barrel play kit brew house, uh, barrel project, restaurant bar. My lovely wife uh, is a butcher and charcuterie, and we're going to be doing whole nose-to-tail butchery. 
uh, and having a really cool kind of beer and food matching program. Um, and yeah, we're really excited about that. And really, we just want to kind of bring a really wide range of beers to match with different foods and working on things like saisons and stuff that aren't the biggest selling beers on earth, but they're really fun and really good food matching beers. Um, yeah, so we, you know, we're just trying to mix things up a little bit and keep everyone and mainly ourselves interested in, in what we're doing and yeah. So you said a lot of technical terms in that short spell. I'm assuming most oh, people, most what, people what know, here know what like Bacillus and I don't know, Hazy IPA is, um, but the one that threw me was Jandals. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, for Australians, that's flip-flops. Okay, or thongs. Or thong. Oh, yeah. No, sorry, Americans are flip-flops. Yeah, yeah. Thongs. No, I, it's not thongs. They go on your ass. Um, but that's just an Australian, New Zealand, American thing. Yeah. Thong in most parts of the world means, you know, a G-string. So. <laughs> um, uh, but I feel like... Don't get me going on like, eskies. We get so. that. We think it's weird, but we have it, to push on now. So <laughs> well, like the $2 coin being smaller than the $1 coin, stuff like that. Yeah, that's wrong too. Yeah. yeah. And not knowing who your prime minister is. That's very common. <laughs> when it changes that often, what, how are we supposed to keep up with it? I know, you're only human to be fair. But always hating them. Yeah, well, that's why you don't stay alone for long. So. Anyway. Um, if anyone does get caught out with, I don't know, if you want to know what any, any of these technical terms are, feel free to just yell out. Yeah. We're don't put your hand here. up because we, we can't see. see. We'd lights, have to do yeah. this one. Yeah. Um, so how, what's the, how, do we found the, how do we find the crowdfunding page? Give it a pl- this is now it's your time to plug it. Yeah, the the actual um, link that we have is really hard to pronounce, but we've actually got the uh, website for www.ownabrewpub.com and that will link you to our page. Ownabrewpub.com. Yeah. All right. Easy. It's on the build on the side of our world uh, on our, of our building, and we don't like to be subtle about things. So. All right. How far away are you from getting that up and running? Do you think? Um, November is our goal. Uh, so the crowdfunding we're going to launch in the next couple of weeks. Um, so end of May, beginning of June. Uh, we hope to have the brewery and restaurant bar op- up and running by November. But if that fails because things happen, um, then New Zealand kind of shuts down for half of December and most of January. So February, March, um, but hopefully, hopefully November. Awesome. Yeah. Um, do we have a second guest here? Is Hamish here? Kieran's down here at the front. Oh, let's, get, let's go. And Hamish, Kieran. why don't you guys both just come up here at the same time? Hey, hang on, hang on. No, 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 no. <laughs> Whose podcast is this? <laughs> we'll go Kieran then Hamish. Kieran's okay. closer. Jeez. Kieran, has it more. Thank you. <laughs> hey, Kieran. That was me heckling before. That's all right. Oh, you don't shit. get a badge. <laughs> Uh, I, don't, I don't want a badge. <laughs> Kieran Hazlitt Moore uh, from North End Brewing. Can you tell us what North End is? So North End is a, a brewery. Um, squidgy. It is squidgy. What, what is squidgy? That table. Oh, tabletop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just designed money. to lose a beer. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's already, yeah. Um, it's a brewery in, uh, in Waikano, which is just north of Wellington. Um, it's part of a business group that includes two restaurants and a French bakery and a whole team of gardeners. A whole team of gardeners? Yeah. That's awesome. We uh, produce 30% of Boring. our Boring. How often do we hear that in the brewing industry? Yeah. <laughs> team of gardeners. <laughs> I know. I don't actually use the gardeners' produce in the beers, but uh, we certainly use it in the foods. So. Why don't you use them in the beers? Uh... 
I reckon like Andrew might be more into like putting carrots and weird stuff into beer than I would be. I never put a vegetable into a beer, Karen. I bet you would though. <laughs> <laughs> if if Trump does something with a vegetable, you'll be putting it in a beer. <laughs> That's a sick burn. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, so no, they don't really produce stuff that would go in, in, in my beers, but they do produce stuff that goes in our customers' faces. So <laughs> what are your beers? Uh, so we, we brew all sorts of beers because uh, we have our own pubs. We brew a lot of, uh, a lot of sort of sessionable hoppy beers, uh, but our focus is on uh, English-style beers and then Belgian-style beers and lots of, uh, lots of sour beers. All right. I had a moment with one of your beers at Beervana one year, probably my own Beervana, uh, with your Flanders Red Ale, and I had a pickled oyster. And the pickled oyster was expensive. It was like $6 or something. But, man, Flanders Red and pickled oyster was just the best thing. If you've never tried it, you should do it. Yeah, sounds, uh, sounds good. So you've just come back from the UK? Yep, UK and Belgium. What did you, have you, were you inspired to brew something by the time you came back of like, what are you going to brew next based on that trip? Yeah, so it was an interesting time to go to England because um, it was just at the point where we were rationalising our beer range and killing most of our English beers um, because they are hard to sell. Um, and so that, that obviously uh, put a, an interesting spin on things. But what I have come back is I've come back and sort of made made our existing, well, our surviving English beers better, mm-hmm. um, having had that experience. And then also we uh, replaced one of them with a session IPA, but we've sort of gone for a contemporary English style on that rather than uh, maybe the American style. What is a contemporary English session IPA? Uh, I guess it's using a little bit more yeast character, uh, but, but, but not hazy, because mm. uh, I am very much team non-hazy. Um, and it's we also use some English, some uh, English, some New World hops, but New World hops that are grown in England, mm-hmm. in it, yeah, and then blend them with New Zealand hops. That's um, what we do. Following you on social media, you didn't say the word mild at all, but I know that when you were there, you loved drinking English milds. Yeah, I had a couple of English milds. They're not that easy to find, um, but yeah, we had some mild that was pretty good. But I'm loving brown ale. Yeah, in Australia. Here's an interesting Jeez, thing, Dave. Can I throw this to you? Yeah. Out of I New feel Z- like I know where you're coming from, but you're going. Australia, New Zealand. Who do you think? Which country would you more likely find a brown ale on tap? I would have said New Zealand for sure until I saw that Twitter exchange. <laughs> yeah. So you're saying there's more. You're finding more brown ales in it's Australia just than gone in New Zealand. Right. And in England. Why is that? And in England, there's none in England either. And yet I've found them all over the place. Off Manuki, maybe. Apart from a Nuki, but probably most of that goes to America. So what brown ales have you found and, in... And in supermarkets, probably, but they're not in pubs. Yeah. What brown ales have you found in Australia? Uh, so we've, we've had the Stomping Ground one. Um, I just had the Mornington, Mornington oh, yeah. one. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, so two, then? Two, but... <laughs> heaps. But in multiple, like, bars. Like yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've, yeah. I've drink, drunk in... Uh, I've had Stomping Ground in two different pubs. I've... I've only drunk Mornington in one, but I've seen it in probably three pubs. Yeah, yeah, you, that's cool. Because in uh, 2013, I was in Wellington, and that one of the things that I noticed was I'm like, yeah, they gets more respect for the brown ale in Wellington. But I mean, that's six years Seems ago now. Gone I guess, by yeah. the wayside. Yeah, look, I mean, so there's, 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 there's microphone there. 
get in there. There's me and there's and obviously Phil's here now, but there was Phil like saying we love them. But who is this person, Phil? Yeah, Phil. I don't know. He's like sitting right in front, front of us. Uh, Phil Cook, have you been on our show before? He's been on a Gab's show, if I'm no, not yeah. much mistaken. Yeah. Uh, Phil Cook of the Beer Diary, the now defunct podcast. Um, hi, Phil. Hi. You also love brown owls? I do. More in Australia, do you think? They are more available here, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Wow. There were some high-profile ones back home that all were killed in the last couple of years. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so Soren's come out and said that he does still brew his Soren from 8 Wide, but only for keg. Yeah. And he sort of said occasionally... Yeah, I right. don't exactly know what that was occasionally killer, means. Too. Yeah, is it because it's called a brown ale? Like that name I, sucks. I think I think the name has a lot to do with it. Yeah. So we're doing one. We're, the, uh, we're doing something for Rock Auckland Extra. We're doing a beer called Underrated Brown Ale. Yeah. Because it's underrated. Uh, it's an American brown ale. It's quite hoppy. Don't get too excited. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, just in dry hop, the bitterness will be pretty restrained, like twenty five IBU or something like that. But like heavily dry hop. But it's just you know. I started homebrewing. I love that style, mm. but you know the commercial reality because it was Eight Wide's first beer, right? I think it was they did that for amongst else. it. I think anyway, the Rewide was yeah. it the first one, the very first beer, and we did our very first beer as a brown ale, but it was a coffee brown ale, which yeah. is uh, probably a bit more contemporary. Yeah, so I mean, obviously uh, we, we brew brown ales, but they're like Flanders brown ales, right? And yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah. not what we're talking no, about. Not as no, it's not. And 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 when I like. When I had that Twitter exchange, we did have some brewers put their hand up, say they're brewing out brown ours. Then we found out they were like spicing them with ginger and shit. Yeah, yeah. Again, that's not really what we're Stop talking Stop making about. your brown ale too exciting. Yeah. Just make it browner. <laughs> yeah. I just want a nice drinkable, like, you know, brown ale. But owl, also, not, like, not uh, in Melbourne, out. middle of May, big beer festival, there should be brown owls everywhere. It's the perfect time of year for it. Nah, no <laughs> milkshakes because you can't do a brown milkshake. Yeah, can you? You do a no, brown milkshake. It's, it's that, that would take up the space for like the oat wines and the yeah. milkshake IPAs. Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah. Just quickly, Karen, were you a cheese maker at some point? Uh, no. Were you into cheese? I was a cheese monger. Cheese monger. Oh, it's yeah. the same thing. It's totally not the same. Why thing. is it not the same thing? <laughs> because a cheese monger is someone who sells and looks after cheese. They don't ah. make it. Oh, Doesn't monger mean so maker? No, no, it means munger like means a ma- munger means dealer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Dealer. So, so, it's, more pr- so it's a bit like saying um, that a barman is the same as a brewer. Yeah, not okay. The same thing or a salmon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It would be more like a cheese salmon or something. Yeah, it's yeah. like a salmon. Okay. So, so it's more than just. A retailer is someone who like looks after cheese and like ripens it and brings mm. it on. So it's like someone in, who who is like looking after the cellar in an English pub, I guess. Yeah, looking after car scale, but it's not not making. It. I did used to make cheese at home. See, but I would not call myself a cheesemaker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, there goes all my other questions uh, gone. Uh, <laughs> uh, where's our third guest? Is Hamish here? Hamish, right. come on down. <laughs> Round of applause from Hamish Deep Creek. Now these other two, uh, I think Dave, we both met the other two, but we've never met Hamish before. I think so. Yeah. Hi, Hi Hamish. Nice. nice to meet you. Nice to nice meet to you. Too. I'm Luke. That's Dave. How are you going? Your microphone is so far away from you. Yeah. There we go. I'm good, thanks. Oh, I reckon. I reckon we can adjust that. Just Who knows microphones? This should be a, this should be a thing, like here. Hang on. I'm on it. I'm on it. Go on, Luke. Do it. Go on, do it. There we go. Where are the roadies when you need them? That one. Oh. Hey. 
That's looking more like it. Very nice. Noticeably zero woos for that, so you're <laughs> dead on a badge. Um, Hamish, Deep Creek. Yeah. What's so your role with Deep Creek and what is Deep Creek? So Deep Creek is a brew pub started in Browns Bay seven years ago. Where's I, Browns Bay? Browns Bay is north shore of Auckland, so northern reaches of, of Auckland. Um, I'm head brewer, have been for about six years. And yeah, we exceeded our capacity to brew on site at our brew pub after about a year. Built a brewery up in Silverdale, which is even further north in Auckland. And yeah, not bad. Well, almost, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sending beer over uh, around New Zealand and over to Australia for the last yeah four years now, I think. And made a splash here. Yeah, we a um, couple of years back we were champion small international brewer at the yeah. AIBA awards. Uh, so how? Was what was it? Champion small international brewer. <laughs> How was that exciting? Were you at the awards? I wasn't at the awards, thankfully. I woke up at 6am. I was actually had to be at work at 6am the next morning because we were doing a double brew. And I got up and... We were had, all texting you. I had about a thousand <laughs> texts on my phone. And I was like, oh, something's gone on. And I was like, oh, thankfully I don't have the hangover to back this up. <laughs> so, wait, you're thankful you weren't there to celebrate your major yeah, award? Yeah, pretty... Uh, at the okay. time I was because it was the morning after. Yeah, okay. I would have been like, oh, I'd be probably dead just about <laughs> <laughs> how does that feel like um you know deep creek didn't have a big profile in australia at that time i don't think were um, you like pumped to to get that yeah i i, I had a moment i i took five minutes at <laughs> on the couch at home and i was like ah oh, jesus what's going on um and then yeah reality strikes and you're like yeah, oh, then you realized he hadn't hated the <laughs> I liquor actually, i actually had to go and <laughs> do a double brew and <laughs> i think i had it whiskey when i got to work or something just to celebrate <laughs> fair enough um can you tell us a little bit about the the deep creek beers what's the approach to brewing there yeah so we have a i guess two-pronged approach because we have a brew pub so we have to make beers that are approachable for people that may not be used to drinking craft beer all the time so we have Pilsner, a few pale ales, um, IPA, uh, brown ale but uh, like hoppy brown, brown IPA we call it. So <laughs> Does not count. No, no, no not, not you. Tr- it's better than nothing though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got the colour right. They love it in Norway, it's, uh, it's over, going big over in Norway actually. So. So it's going well in Norway, did you yeah, say? Yeah, that's right. We won a tender with that over in um, You won a tender? Nor- yeah, so it's state buying agencies. So ah. they um, they tender for beers they want and our brown IPA fit the bill. So what's the process when they, like, do they just contact people and say? Uh, we got it uh, through the Craft Brewers Collective and that um, is a New Zealand organisation, I guess, in the, based in the UK. Um, so we got access to the tender through that, and yeah. And you want a tender from the Norwegian government to sell your beer? Yeah, it's cool. We've sent them a couple of containers of uh, brown IPA. It's very right. Cool. <laughs> or Imperial Brown Ale is what they wanted it called. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, sorry, following up from that, our ranges that you probably see more of in Australia are our, our hazies, fruited sours, or fruited kettle sours. And we have an IPA range as well, which is kind of supposed to be three monthly releases under all of those three ranges. Um, unfortunately, the first ones of all of them were too successful, so now we have 
You seem permanent. to like be disappointed by your success. Ah, yeah, it's <laughs> two-edged sword, right? Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, they sold too well. Yeah, we um, previous years we've done one release under those ranges a month, which is that's kind of getting things out there too fast, and you wind up making putting pressure on yourself to try and be creative, um, which doesn't always work out for the best and you may have more misses that way um, can you tell us about a miss oh, it's just a beer that you've gone a single hop and it just hasn't worked as a single hop kind of IPA so something that customers may be happy with but you know that you haven't done your best work to make that beer and mm. you could iteratively improve it but it's a one off so no chance Last night I was at a tasting where for the very first time someone in the audience asked, it was with Soren from 8 Wide, they put their hand up and they asked, which is your least favourite beer? And you always get asked as a brewer, which is your favourite beer? A good question. Do you mean but like of your beers? Of your own oh. beers. Now, my answer is the same to that as it is to the other question that's like asking someone their favourite least favourite child. Least favorite yeah. child. Everyone knows favorite child. But it's still, I still was like... Ooh, that's some dark shit. Like that's that's a that's a different kind of question. You like, gotta go to the, yeah. the the reaches for that stuff. Yeah. Uh, now we're here. And and and, uh. and, 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 and and marketing the marketing side of the company's not gonna like what you yeah. say. That's I heard sure. a woo, so let's get to that. What's your least favorite? Oh, I'm kidding. Yeah. No, like, I, I oh, you want, want to do it? Because yeah. right. like I mean I don't have kids, but I'm assuming every parent knows deep down their least favorite. Definitely. Child. Yeah. As much as they don't want to admit it. Maybe not immediately. But you yeah, work it out. You work it out. Yeah. And I think every brewer deep down has that that beer that they just like, oh, I don't like that beer. And like last I ran, I know uh, Costa says on record frequently that he doesn't like praline, but everyone loves that beer, so he still makes it. Andrew. Uh, the last one we had to dump. Okay. <laughs> Why did you have to dump it? It wasn't good enough. Fair enough. That's such a cop-out. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. But I think it's a really good cop-out. So. Okay. <laughs> Karen, what is your least favourite beer? No one is going to answer this, are they? Uh, I, I would... Okay, I'll give you an honest answer. It would be our double IPA, because that style is just 100% not me. Yeah. Um, what sort of double IPA was it? It's a NZ hop. Wow, it's an NZ and American hopped um, double IPA, I guess. How does it go? West Coast. 8% West Coast IPA. How does it go yeah. on the market for you? Yeah, it goes pretty well. Yeah. Is that why you brewed it? Uh, we used to brew it for the West Coast IPA Challenge, oh, and right, then last right. year we changed it to bring it out for coming into Christmas, because that was a better time to sell a big amount of expensive hoppy beer. Mm. Um, it's not a bad beer, it's just not a style I'm that into, so yeah. I like the challenge of brewing it, but I would never, ever drink a pint of it. Good but answer. Yeah. And, and another aside to that is that uh, it's it's my mother's favourite beer of mine. <laughs> she loves double IPA, so you know. Is she a beer drinker? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, she smashes hop zombie like it's water. Great taste. Hamish, time to think about this. Um, yeah, I've I've had a long think about it, and it's really funny because it's actually on here tonight. My least favourite beer. <laughs> Uh, Hopping McHoffice, it's just so Is it massive, of the name? unbalanced. Oh. No, it's not okay. because of the name. The, when it was named at the time, it was great like, name. It, um, it was 
just perfect for the time. <laughs> but it's such a big, unbalanced beer. It's, I've had probably more of it than anyone in the world, so um, there is that. Uh, but yeah, it's too over the top for for me to enjoy. Unbalanced in what way? It's uh, hoppy. So hopping with hot face. No, no, you, you heard the name of it, Dave. Sure. It's <laughs> a, um, yeah, it's not the malt. Um, it's. Uh, I'm just trying to justify hop, to myself. Oil, it sounds like I would yeah. love it. Yeah. Hop oil infused double IPA. When you so say what infused? Hop oil. Okay, so we cool. take fresh hops from the um, current harvest, say, or and then steam distill the oil out of that, and then we add it back to beer. Or you can make any beer. You can make any brown ale, mild, <laughs> the hoppiest <laughs> beer you've ever had. Hoppy so beer, mild. Yeah, yes. it's, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like cheating. So um, how do you... How do you steam distill something? Do you have a still? Uh, no, we take it to like a lavender distillation. So like making yeah. essential oh, of oil. Of course, yeah, all right. Um, so we pay uh, these guys to clean all the gear um, for a day to get rid of all the lavender. And then I think you can charge about 100 kgs in their basket of um, wet hops. And then, yeah, apparently it smells amazing. Yeah, um, right. but you so it sounds like it 100 kgs it. of hops turns into about 300 mils of oil. So that's how <laughs> concentrated the stuff is. Right. Um, is that on tap? Did you say it was on tap it's at the moment? Downstairs, yeah. You can, <clears throat> you can Anyone, try Anyone uh, listening out there that wants to buy me a beer, uh, feel free to. I've do probably that. done a really good job of selling how shit it is. No, I really <laughs> want to try it now. It's, no, actually, uh, everyone's going to buy it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. You're guaranteed it's going to sell yeah. out. Tomorrow. See why I hate it. The curiosity's <laughs> peaked anyway. I just hope your sales team isn't listening to this. No, no, they're not here. They're not here till tomorrow. But I'll tell them in Adelaide, <laughs> mate. This is a podcast, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah. it's, it's uh, being recorded. Yeah, it's going live. Awesome. But you, like, you're in trouble. His, his, his description of it makes me want to drink it. Um, I think he's got most people with that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not See? Karen, but my sales will be stoked. Yeah, not me. <laughs> so imagine if we drink it later and then we go, can't believe I hate it after all that. Yeah. No, it I think takes a like few liters to hate it. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, what percentage is that beer? It's eight, eight, right and, eight and a half. All right. That's like yeah. the opposite of that Czech beer saying, isn't it? <laughs> that you need to like drink three liters before you understand it. Or the Bamberg. Yeah, Bamberg, true. Uh, yeah, the Bamberg saying about smoke beer. He's like, it takes three liters to hate it rather than take <laughs> three <laughs> liters to love it. It's going to sell everyone two and a half liters. <laughs> <laughs> Five pints a year. You should package it and put that on the label. Takes three liters to hate it. Because yeah. no, people is, will take I'm, that challenge. I'm not on the marketing team. <laughs> I don't think that will fly. If you're listening, marketing team, we've got ideas. We've got lots of ideas. Mm. We're um, on the cutting edge. So geographically in New Zealand, Andrew, you were you kind of started in Wellington. So, Behemoth didn't start in Wellington. I'm from Wellington originally, started homebrewing in Wellington, and really that's where kind of I really got into everything. Uh, and then I got um, offered a job for iMake, which is now Bevy, to be in charge of their homebrewing department. And I went there knowing that I would start a brewing company in my spare time from there, uh, and that's what I did. And I've been in Auckland ever since, nearly seven years, or six and a half years, I guess. Um, and we contract brew all over. Um, at the moment, we contract brew at four breweries and is as much work as it sounds it is um, and then yeah we're looking forward to getting our own facility in relatively central Auckland we're five minutes drive from like central Auckland and Mount Eden why is we're open up. contract brewing as much work as it sounds like it is cause well in four places it's logistics it's logistically challenging brewing in multiple breweries it's yeah. 
It's not particularly <laughs> the, yeah. the the two the it's two bricks and for the contract. Yeah, the two bricks mate. and mortar brothers it's just gave each other a look. Then, <laughs> oh, wait, uh, absolutely, I can't wait to to, to have things in one place. So you, <laughs> wait, oh yeah, carry on. Do you brew the same beers in the same breweries? Actually, well, so Karen, we you, made you contract brewed for for a while. Um, yeah, absolutely. But, but Hamish never has. I mean, you guys have had bricks and mortar from get go. Mm. Anyway, I'm just saying logistically it's challenging. Obviously, the, having your own facility has a multiple of very challenging things. It's, uh, it's the logistics of being a multiple breweries, which is very yeah. challenging, so, especially when you're overseas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Dave, you just asked, do you brew? If you're using four uh, facilities, do you mm. brew the same beers? In each no, one? we try very hard. I mean, there has been a little bit of overlap, but we have tried pretty hard to make sure that different things are in different places so we can... Make sure that the consistency, the consistency is, right. is, is is what we want it to be. And you, go ahead. Oh, is that challenging? Like, because every brew house is different. Absolutely. Every fermentation tank's different. Yeah, and so it's working closely. And we, we brew with Hamish, and you know, we've brewed a lot of really good beers with Hamish. Um, and but we do try and, and make sure that they're the same. But sometimes there's overlap. But sometimes we need a keg batch that we just run out of. But most of the time, even more, more recently, we haven't really overlapped a lot for quite a while. It's been quite distinct. We do a lot of one-offs with Deep Creek and mm. our semi-permanent oh. beers. I'd love to make your 5% pale ales. But yeah, we, we don't do the easy shit there. No. So. <laughs> will you no. be able to bring everything in-house once you meet your goals? We probably will keep contract brewing our six-packs because the volume would be so much that we couldn't do that in the central Auckland location because we're building a brewery, a bar, restaurant. Uh, and we have limited space. But, yeah, as time goes on, we want to bring more and more in, but we want to do it in a sustainable way, the fact that we don't want to... Now we do everything here because something will go wrong. So we want to slowly but surely kind of bring as much as we can in-house and make sure that if the beer's not right, it never sets light a day. So we're planning on you know, dumping at least the first few batches to, to make sure that, the, that we're getting hitting our straps before we don't have the pressure to get it to market, so we're kind of doing it in a way that, that we're comfortable and we're happy with the quality before it. You don't want to market. tie up your brew house in one beer as well, I guess. Yeah, I mean there are big big breweries that have recently been bought out, relatively you know, four or five years ago, got bought out by big players, and they were eighty percent one beer, and that's definitely not what we want to do. And we have one of our six packs that sells really well, and we don't want to be tied up in just doing that at the expense of kind of letting our creativity go. So. Yeah, like you said, uh, hopefully we or you wanted to dump beer, like a go- it's a goal of yours is to dump beer. Yeah, hopefully we don't do That's hoppy ones. So it's like a big waste of hops. We'd, no, yeah, why, like, no, why, it's not. Why I, I just goal? realistically, I just know that there's very few, few breweries that the first brews are what they want them to be because it takes a bit of time to to tee things up and really make sure that you're getting a consistency. If you've got a great beer from brew one, awesome. But I know it doesn't happen. I've, I've been in, around and working with enough breweries to know that when you getting up and going you know it takes a while to dive things in Kieran can you tell us about your part of the world you've got a brew pub what's it like yeah so we're a we're in a very uncomfortable combination of production brewery and brew pub um, so we're a really big brew pub but we are kind of a hemmed in production brewery um, we've got two sites so we have a, a second site around the corner which is chilled product storage um, and dry store but most, we, we just name it after the glory part, which is the barrel cellar, so that's where all our wood ageing happens. Um, Dry store is not as exciting as yeah, barrel cellar, you know, is it? <laughs> you don't really want to, like, 
get your roller door sign printed with like dry store yeah <laughs> it doesn't really like turn people on but barrel seller to be honest the tradies around probably don't give a fuck about yeah, yeah. barrel seller either but anyway we do um so yeah we uh yeah we have two of our own restaurants uh so we brew lots of beers for that um our pilsner is our second biggest seller and almost none of it leaves uh Cavity. um so i guess that shows Shows how, you know, no one no one outside of Capity would think of us and Pilsner in the same kind of thought. And but your yeah, locals would? But our locals would, because that's a big part of, yeah, what oh, sells I, in our pubs. I tried your Pilsner at Golding's Freedive. Um, we should give a shout out to Golding's Freedive, who have made over the catfish upstairs for the week. Woo! There we go. All right. That's the, that's the woo that I wanted. It's <laughs> a good beer week button for you. If I can get it off. Let's hear now. Sorry, Phil. That was Phil, right? All right. No, no, here we go. Phil Cook, come on down. Please. I'm officially out of, of prizes now. Uh, so uh, can you tell me about Carpety? What is that? Where is it? What's it like? Yeah, so we're just uh, an hour north of uh, Wellington on the west coast. Uh, traditionally holiday homes and retirement. Um, but increasingly young uh, commuters into Wellington. Um, so the population, some pretty big population change going on. Um, partly that's because of roading changes, and partly that's because the train comes through now, and partly that's because Wellington's really expensive to live mm. in. Um, so, and to be honest, Wellington is now pretty expensive to live in too, but it's a bit cheaper than Wellington and a different lifestyle. So yeah, we've got that that kind of interesting uh, interesting flux. When we started out, the most adventurous beer um, that was sold on the coast was Tuatara Hellas, um, and they're the big the big brewery from our from our region. Uh, and now we uh, we sell heaps of Goser and all sorts of interesting bits and pieces. So, so you mentioned uh, change. the Pilsner was your second biggest seller. Yeah. What's number one? Number one is a beer called Super Alpha, which is a Pacific Pale Ale. Uh, very much influenced by a certain Australian brewery uh, from Byron Bay. Don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but quite different, quite a lot uh, more hop forward and spiced a little bit with coriander seed. Cool. And, yeah, but definitely uh, I've known Brad for a long time from Stone and Wood and it was very much influenced by their beer. Awesome. Yeah. Basically because they were... A, creating a beer for a beach environment and I had to create a beer for a beach environment and I thought that was a pretty awesome style. So Carpety is coastal? Yeah. You've got yeah. the, the shaka on your hat. Yeah, yeah. Do it's you call it the shaka in New Zealand or do you call it the hang Yeah, in New Zealand? I don't know, man. Like, it's Shaka's <laughs> very Hawaiian. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. So my, uh, for the listeners uh, at home, I'm doing it. I think <laughs> my business partners are American. Uh, quite a big chunk of our shareholding is American and they're surfers um, and so that's where the shaka comes from. When we did that, we didn't really know it was a mongrel mob sign. Um, oh, so there are some like cultural issues doing that in New Zealand. So um, yeah, the mongrel mob are really good at that. We are really good at that because we've got another one that's uh, the white white power sign now, which we didn't know when we uh, did that beer. So. Yeah, so I guess the people oh, yeah. that don't know. Yeah, I mean, if it was up, I'm a metal guy, so if it was up to me, it would just be goats the whole way. Um, <laughs> if we're going to do hand signs, but yeah. So the, the OK symbol, um, it's an interesting one. So like, I guess that people don't know that's been adopted by white supremacists um, as a joke and now actual white supremacists use it 
and it's pretty awful. And you had that on a beer. Yeah. Um, and you've had to scrap it. Yeah. Well, we haven't scrapped the beer. We're we but we have scrapped the label, and we're we're pulling pulling it off and re- redesigning it. Unfortunately, it was a white ale, which is annoying to everybody. Yeah, yeah. It was there, so I don't know if it was. Yeah. <laughs> it was a smoke double block. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> was that a hard decision to make? To change the air focus? Nah, nah not at all. <laughs> okay, good. It's real easy. Very easy. Particularly, particularly for me, who had no love for that label originally. Okay. But, but, but it, is, it, it is difficult in that it was... You know that image was all over uh, merch. Yeah, it's actually all over all over the inside of our uh, our, uh, our brew pub barbecue restaurant. Um, so you're gonna yeah. paint over that, or what's the go? Yeah, I mean that will get uh, at, at some point that will get um, get pulled out. But I mean, I, I think in in the brew pub, uh, the people that are there that they're not making that assumption. Yeah. Um, uh, the big issue. I mean, obviously, as soon as as soon as Christchurch happened, I knew it had to had to go, mm. and then we started having having Christchurch bars saying that they wouldn't put that tap badge on, and I was one hundred percent behind that. But yeah. I was like, yeah, it has to change. So it's yeah, yeah. I respect. But I don't that. think anyone walking in to the brew pub looking at that sign. It is actually the reverse of the sort of the white power sign too. It's more the punch in the arm sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Which is what I used to give our designer shit about when she <laughs> first did it. I was like, are you asking people to punch our cans? That's really weird. There's a brewery that there's, that's their entire logo is the, is the punch you sign. Thing. Yeah. And I'm just like, right. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Nine, Nine Fingers Brewery in Australia uh, have that one. Is that one you're thinking of? Oh yeah. I thought it was American but it's Australian. Yeah, yeah. that's the one I'm thinking um, of. Yeah. Enter another controversy between Behemoth and an Australian brewery. We did that before. <laughs> you, there's no controversy right now. We did that before you got here, didn't we? Oh, then another one. Sorry, oh, yeah, yeah, another yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Stop Dave, you should you the punch in the arm game? No. Oh, uh, yeah. Of yeah. Course, okay. Yeah. Good. Sorry, sorry, um, sorry. You also brew. mentioned that you're in an uncomfortable position between production and brew pub. What does that mean for the operation? It just means that we're really a tight space. For the size of brewery that we are, um, so we're not in a position where we can add lots and lots more tanks and grow uh, like certain breweries. Um, but it also means that our brewery is a bit big just to be a brew pub brewery. So for me, that's not it's not it is uncomfortable, but it's an uncomfortableness that kind of leads to good places because it means we have to go for more value-added kind of stuff and that's the stuff that I have the passion for, the barrel program and doing spontaneous beers and Flanders Red beers and all that sort of stuff. Um, but it does mean that we're not going to be able to uh, pump out you know, massive amounts of hoppy pale ale and fill every supermarket in the country. No, that's not, that's not really an option unless we were to contract brew, which, you know, we could do, but that's 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 not really our future. We're uh, we're more about having our own restaurants, having our kind of real focus on local food and beer, and then doing more specialist stuff to send out to the world. And definitely, when we send beer overseas, it's it's the focus is very much on the sort of sour and barrel aged stuff. Hamish, uh, tell us about the geographic and the the crowd that comes into Deep Creek. Yeah, so Browns Bay being on the I guess northern reaches of the north shore of Auckland. Um, originally, uh, probably fifty years ago, it was a holiday destination. It was 
before there was a harbour bridge or it's a bit more than 50 years ago but um, that's how, that's what it was now it's uh, 20 minute drive 25 minute drive from central Auckland um, without any traffic so <laughs> that's 40 minutes very right? rarely um, uh, expat community mostly so a lot of English a lot of South African people around that have that culture of going to the pub every day every night um, lots of I guess lunchtime trade as well it's a reasonably decent sized city center city uh, town center um, so you've got banks in the neighborhood so from a like you said you've got banks in the neighborhood like well yeah banks all other business that goes around with that bankers yeah, bankers can afford to drink yeah yeah, man, yeah, yeah. They're, they're some of our best customers yeah. um, so they that's I guess what I was getting at was there's a lot of industry to sustain you as a brew pub and make your business viable before you um, become big enough to actually expand and build a off-site brewery that's production only and you can make beer to send to Australia or China, Norway, whatever. Um, so that was the foundation of our success was picking a good spot um, nailing food, nailing beverage, um, and yeah, engaging the local community, getting them behind us, and yeah, the massive supporters of our business, and definitely the foundation of our growth to where we we are today. Um, all three of you have a brew pub or uh, are in the works of one. How important do you think it is to have a, a brew pub? Uh, customer facing brand in 2019 who wants to feel that uh well for us it's crucial uh, we've, we've got two and we're looking at adding a third at the moment um and it's a huge percentage of of our sales and it's also um relatively safe sales because we know that our own pubs are going to pay us which you don't always know mm-hmm. with anyone else um and yeah, so it's a running a brewery is a tough game. So having your own dedicated taps um, really really important. The breweries out there that are starting up now who don't have that, um, yeah, I, I I worry for them. Um, I'm not sure they they obviously know something I don't because I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't think they do, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> neither do I. But Dave just you know. threw shade on an entire segment of the industry. I stand by it. I'm so glad we're not looking for sponsors. It's great. (laughs) We're probably a little bit um, the opposite of that. So we have gone from, we expanded from one brew pub to three brew pubs. We've sold two of those. um, So back to one. Um, And as a percentage of our sales and the impact on our lives, the brew pub has actually shrunk away to not being nearly as important not that it's not important it's just that we've our growth's been such that um that the growth markets are taking our focus and yeah running hospo is not an easy thing to do so it's easy to um do that poorly or take your eye off the ball for a, a short amount of time and start losing money through it so it's not a guaranteed win you're not, you're not gonna um, it's a lot of effort to make money off it 
although the the returns are there so it's um i guess a, a shrinking part of our business which i guess is a good thing because that mm. means uh, the rest of our, um the focus which is my part of it is growing so that's um do we have any questions out there at this point no nah, come on all right Uh, Woo! Uh, for the listeners at home, <laughs> Hamish's side project. Yeah, so I'd love I, to hear about this too. This is yeah. new to me. I have a um, my own contract brewing business as well. So it's called Isthmus Brewing. Uh, it's called what? Sorry, Is- Isthmus Brewing. So Auckland Isthmus. Uh, when I first started it, there was basically no brewery, um, no craft brewery in Auckland that was proud to be from Auckland. Or so that was my tie in order to be. Uh, Auckland focused and proud to be from there. How, uh, do, you, how do you spell Isthmus? I S T H M U S. Okay, good. Yeah, I so wouldn't that, have got that. No, it's. Uh, I, I'm Miramar as well. That's an Isthmus, and that's, yeah. that's the only reason I knew what that was because I was from an Isthmus. Yeah, so. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually a good. Yeah, people are. What, what does that mean? Um, and so yeah, I basically pay myself to make beer through Deep Creek. Are you a good employee? Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm a terrible contractor, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Reasonably demanding, uh, yeah. Um, but you only have yourself to blame. That, at the end of the day, we haven't had a dispute with Duke Because that would be awfully uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you making at, at um, So, yeah, we make uh, mango, passion fruit, Sour Ale, um, IPA, Hazy IPA, XPA, it's our current four beers, really. Uh, we've done um, English-style bitter, Pilsner, um, Brett IPA, a bunch of different beers over the years. But, yeah, at the moment, it's just those kind of core four that uh, all cans and, yeah... Starting to make They're really them. good. They're really good. Nice. Would you ever collaborate with Deep Creek? <laughs> <laughs> pretty much do already. <laughs> Just unofficially. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much every Deep Creek beer is a collaboration between I, us. I think they should have a trademark dispute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. Bit of buzz. I like I it. I try and stay out of the naming committees because there's only, only bad things can happen. And actually with the mango passion for its sour... It was an idea that my wife came up with a while back and uh, it was mooted as a potential um, part of our sour range for Deep Creek and I was like, mm. <laughs> not saying anything, not driving this one way or another. And then uh, luckily someone thought it was a really stupid idea at Deep Creek and I was like, oh yeah, thank you. Um, is that available immediate region or is it available further than Auckland? Uh, We've gone a little bit further in Auckland. We've just uh, signed on with a distributor, so we're kind of New Zealand-wide now. Um, we can barely make enough beer to satisfy Auckland, let alone um, New Zealand. So uh, like to expand, definitely. Uh, I'd like to send beer over here, but it's probably a year or so away, I would think, before I can actually make enough beer. Deep Creeks, you said how many countries is Deep Creek in now? Uh, not many, so uh, just started sending beer to China um, and Malaysia, 
so it's kind of tapping Asia a little bit uh, China's kind of growing in strength so we're starting to send containers over there um, Australia's like maybe a third to 30 to 40% of our production comes over here and then yeah, Norway's taken a few containers but it's a tough one to know whether that's a, an ongoing thing you gotta not. you got to talk to the government about that one the man is well it's it it's depends on your pull through if you don't if it doesn't sell on the shelf then they don't reorder you and so it's um, oh, what are you going to do to get we've just got a hoppy mccock face <laughs> thank you I was like when I said that before I'm like yeah someone will get me a beer I'm on stage didn't happen now it's happened, it happened. yeah unbelievable thank you're you a, you're now a rock star it's like when the band <laughs> says they need beer yeah yeah it usually comes in droplet form though <laughs> <laughs> That is so unbalanced. No, it's actually quite nice. I really like it. Wait until you have three liters. Three liters, yeah, buddy. Three, three liters. liters. <laughs> it's a threshold, I tell you. Uh, Karen, where's North End going? How far away out of New Zealand do you get? Uh, so we export to the UK. Um, we have sent some beer to Norway as well. Uh, not through the tenders, but through, but again, through um, NZ Beer Collective, um, who were one of the coalition partners of uh, and then we send it to Australia and then around New Zealand and a big chunk into Capity. So into Capity, yeah. Yeah. How about Behemoth? Sorry, how about Chur? Chur we send to Australia, Behemoth we send to <laughs> everywhere else. Um, New Zealand, um, yeah, we, last year was pretty nuts for us. We went from two export countries to 11. Um, How does it come about? Uh, we have an export manager. He's really good. Okay. Um, but like, do they contact you and say, hey, we want your beer? or? Uh, it's through contacts. You know, a lot of it we get people contacting us and a lot of it's through previous contacts that my export manager had. Um, uh, it's done a bunch of work in the New Zealand beer and wine industry, so a lot of international um, contacts. So, yeah, Southeast Asia is our biggest thing. Thailand's our biggest export market. Um Went to a beer festival there for our distributor last year, and man, Thai people really love good beer. I've never heard that. That's it interesting. Is yeah. Really big. Like I, I, I heard there's weird brewing laws in Thailand. Yes, yeah, so you can't get an, uh, a, a a license to brew beer for under two million liters. So that's pretty much wipes out all craft beer. Um, we did the first international collab in Thailand because someone had a, a um, found a loophole to have a two hundred liter Braumeister, and we travelled like ninety minutes outside of Bangkok and brewed this 200 litre beer and had like 12 people photographing it and stuff it was kind of surreal um, it was it was a weird day um, but really fun and awesome people and they're so passionate and it's great uh, our distributor over there is awesome um, so yeah Thailand um, we're in Taiwan China um, Singapore Hong Kong I've just come from a week in Hong Kong doing a collaboration and, and working on some export stuff over there uh, much colder in Melbourne than Hong Kong just by the way um, and uh, we've sent stuff to the USA, but with some of, the, yeah, anyway, USA is really hard. Um, so we sent stuff there and we don't send stuff there anymore, but we probably will look to do so again potentially next year when we get the brew pub on, up on board and we've got a bit more flexibility in our production. Can uh, I, the UK, Norway, Netherlands, and a couple others that I'm probably forgetting. Can I ask why it's hard and then why you want to do it again? Um, America, we like we brew a lot of different beers and you have to get labels approved by the US government. Is it like six months in advance or something? 
it took us a long time. It was one of our first export markets and it was, it was a learning curve. I was doing it by myself without my export manager and it was a big learning curve for me, um, trying to tee up production and Hamish was there for a bit of that and that was, it was, it was interesting times. Um, and yeah, it was, I mean, it was well received. It was only for one state. It was just for, um, it was just for Illinois. Uh, okay, that would have been my first guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I would have guessed Arkansas. Yeah. Um, so, and, uh, and it was good. Um, so we do a lot of American-themed beers, as Kieran so pleasantly alluded to. Um, but, yeah, we they didn't, we weren't keen on Dump the Trump, but they were fine with impeachment sour ale. So, <laughs> so we did send impeachment sour ale to America, and that was quite... We had people, like, offer to work for us over there. It was just like, yeah, we've sent one container. We don't really hiring in America right now. Um, but anyway, like, it's, you know... It, but my wife's from Portland, Oregon. Hey, Hannah. Um, and yeah, I'd love to be able to sell some beer over there so we can spend a bit time, more time with, with family over there and stuff like that. So we'll get back into that again one day when it makes sense for us to do so. Hmm. Um, but yeah, we've got a couple more Southeast Asian countries coming on board soon. And yeah, Southeast Asia is a really big focus for us. Um, and yeah, Australia is a little bit different, difficult with having to relabel things. And we're not really, you know, we're, we're happy with how things are ticking along in, in Australia. and. Yeah, we get to send a bit of beer over here, and it's it's good. Is it easy enough for your like designers to, or whoever does design work to, sort of transfer the? Yeah, the I don't think it's too to difficult. Trip? It's just kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah, right. And we'd rather not have to do that, obviously. Um, and yeah, there's a bunch of other difficulties that come with it, but and but we get. For everything, we have to do a big enough batch size to be able to justify sending something to Australia. And we have people from Australia all the time going, why isn't this beer coming here? And I was like, well, you have someone to blame, it's not me. Um, and it's just, it's really hard to, to get everything. So we do an, a very large amount of different beers and having enough capacity to send everything over here is quite difficult. Can I ask uh, for the Australians in the room and on stage, Dave? Mm. It's just me, isn't yeah, it? The yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah. Welcome to the West Island, buddy. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nice name for the podcast, by the way. I Thank like you. that. Um, I actually stole that from the Catfish when they were doing the Pine of Origin. It's I like, think they stole that from Mate Wyatt as well. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, don't think, I don't think they thought of it originally. But, <laughs> um, can I ask what is Chur? Chur. C-H-U-R. Explain that. Chur means something that's... Like, Chur means... It can mean thanks in the right context or something that's cool. I was like, Chur, and it means thanks. I was like, oh, that's pretty Chur. It means that's pretty cool. So it's kind of got those two meanings. So it's a very New Zealand colloquialism. Yeah, it's just, it's just you know, it comes from cheers, yes. and it's just yeah. us being lazy and Was reducing it? everything down as small as just possible. Clip those vowels Australia's very really workaholics. They add O's to things. That's much more work. Yeah, that's We right. abbreviate right. everything. So no, yeah. You guys add in weird syllables in the middle. Oh, definitely. I'm in good company that I can do this yeah, now. No, I, think we had the same, I think we had the same <laughs> chat last Steve-o, year. With Steve-o. Steve-o. In, in, in my part of the world, uh, when I was growing up, Paraparo Umu, Used to be called Paraparan. I still call it Paraparan, which which yeah. was quite you know, sort of got people's backs up about abbreviating the the uh, the Tarao name. Mm. But now on the coast, it's just referred to as Pram. Okay, and, and that's a place in Melbourne, and right? If we give we give it a Pram, Pram. Sorry, it sounds pretty close. And, and we give it like another twenty years. I reckon Kiwis will be Pete. saying Pra. We're <laughs> going to Pra. I think P's kind of is. <laughs> It's quite a P capital, really. <laughs> I was about to say, you put a P going on there. Uh, that means methamphetamine. So yeah, yeah. Australians. Ice, ice for you Australians. Let's <laughs> translate that one. All right, we've done drug slang. What else have we got to cover? Yeah. 
Um, was Chur the guy that started saying Chur? Like my earliest memory is is Ralph Rackety. Is it Ralph Rackety, the guy that's in the top forty? Sorry, Robbie Rackety. Robbie Rackety, yeah. yeah. I think he I was think he started uh, it. I'm no, really, not, not, not so sure. I'm sure, it's, media, as yeah. Karen said, it's the laziness in pronouncing things. So to ta- go from chairs to true, yeah. that's the, uh, it's the New Zealand way. You need to I make things I don't know if we can pinpoint in history when that actually happened. No, it's like, probably it's multiple different um, instances yeah. all at the same time. I've just, I'm just glad I mentioned Robbie Rackety on a New Zealand, uh, sorry, an Australian <laughs> beer podcast. As if far as we're moved, concerned, yeah, Sherbro. Jumper, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, as far as we're concerned, it was Robbie Rackety. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's official now. Pepsi Top 40 countdown as a kid. Quick changes the Wikipedia page. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Citation out of the time podcast. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, anyone out there have any questions? I think we're going to wrap this up. Oh, there Here we go. For me, it was Thailand. It was that was really. It was just. It really works. It fit. It's growing. That's that's for me. Are you wanting to break into a market? Yeah, potentially. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So All right. Just, just hearing you guys talk about where you said your beers are going is pretty interesting, especially here in China. It's been, you know, like I would have thought that would have been one of the. It's a hard market. It's it's. Yeah. There's a lot of mm. difficulties with China. It's, yeah. yeah, that's definitely not an easy market. No. And yeah, we've spent a lot of time on that. I wouldn't say it's... We've got two good markets, New Zealand and Australia, and all the rest are like... Uh, we've, <laughs> we're, pretty, we're pretty prepared to walk away from any of those ones that <laughs> give us too much trouble. Um, yeah, you want your cash up front. You want uh, definitely to um, know that you, your cold chain's going to be integral. And yeah... Uh, failing that, you want to, yeah, be pretty careful with China. Cool chain's an interesting one going into, say, places like Thailand where it's a lot hotter than New Zealand. How do you manage that? Um, well, our distributors, Bevana Asia, and they look after about half a dozen or five export markets in, in Southeast Asia, but Thailand's their biggest and that's where they're based. Um, they are the importers of Stone, Deschutes, Brew, like, like lot, lots of big big brands and I've been I've been to their facilities and toured it and seen their coal trucks and seen their cool rooms and refrigerated containers and like they've invested in their own cold you know cold truck fleet like no one in this half of the world owns a bunch of like refrigerated trucks I'm like yeah this is pretty cool these guys really care they install mm. fridges into bars so people aren't serving the kegs ambient and stuff like that they really give a shit um, so who were that what was their name again Bevana Asia, really Asia. Cool. shout really out to cool. them well we're, and we bring them over for Bevana New Zealand just okay. to show them a good time and you know mm. um, don't, don't tag at Bevana on Twitter because he's got nothing to do with either of those two <laughs> oh things. I've heard about this story that's yeah. hilarious it's yeah. a different story for a different I, d- I just love how Andrew is now creating another trademark issue <laughs> like cooking it both up. parties are well aware of the situation <laughs> and they're okay <laughs> Kieran, can you tell us about your export markets? Uh, Yeah, well, UK is really the only one that we're properly in apart from Australia. Um, Was that easy to do? um, No, not really. Uh, I mean, it's a long way to go and, like, travel to to build your market. Now, I love England and I love English beer, so I'm more than happy to make that sacrifice. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot easier to get over to Australia regularly. Not that I have been. Um, it's the first time I've been to Melbourne since two thousand and five. But uh, 
but yeah, it'd be a lot easier to come back uh, regularly here than it is to get out to England. Nice. Yeah. Um, welcome back to Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, just a quick aside, you walked from St Kilda to where? Stomping Ground. Stomping Ground. St Kilda and then, Collingwood. And then, and then I walked across here. I did get an Uber back, though. Yeah, yeah. That's a silly thing to do. You know there's like trams and trains, right? Yeah, but... So, so my lead brewer, my lead yeah. brewer Luke, is from Melbourne. And so before I left, he gave me like an empty Mikey card thing. Yeah. And I still haven't found anywhere to charge it up. Um, so I just walk. It's fine. You probably walked few, past a few places. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. That walk was awesome. I stopped in at a few different um, you know, like old school Aussie <laughs> pubs and um, was searching for some old school Aussie beer and, it, and there wasn't a lot of it. You'd go in, it would have VB on the outside and then you'd uh, no VB on the inside then, that's then crushing you'd, then you'd pop in and then I'd have to have like four pines or something and then whoa it's um, you yeah. and then and then I went, got to this other one and it looked a bit like a TAB and it was kind of empty I was like nah there's another one just up the road I thought yeah that, that, that looks like a good pub so I kept on walking and then it was this beautiful art deco pub it was fantastic. I thought this is gonna be it. This is gonna be my my next like rest spot. Got closer, got closer, and the sign on the outside said "Topless Barmaids," and like house music was pumping out the door. And I was like, "Yeah, nah, fuck that up." <laughs> you could have got a Corona in there for about fourteen bucks, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. Corona bucket, topless barmaid, yeah. palmy, three dollar palmy. Yeah, so maybe not everything's changed since 2005. <laughs> <laughs> Have we got any more questions? I can see one there. Yeah, what, what's the next uh, frontier for beer styles Next frontier for beer styles? It'll be something completely different to what we're drinking right now, and it will be called IPA. <laughs> <laughs> IPA on the end of it, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think that... Guessing the next frontier of, of beer is a silly effort. Um, we don't know what it's, what what will be cool. All I can tell you is what it won't be. And it won't be brute IPA. That's all I have to say. So. Oh, I had a really good brute IPA the other day. That's good. I haven't. I've had a couple that are okay, but yeah. most of them pretty average. I think it's a slow burn. Only <laughs> co- only because we've got our brand on one at the moment in market. So uh, how, uh, how, how about how about IPA, Southern brute, lovely beer. How about how about brute brown ale? Brown ale, yeah, right. sure. <laughs> yeah, because that's what I love about brown ale is how dry and quenching they are. <laughs> yeah, totally. Brute. Yeah, well, if they got bread in it, it's okay. That's brute milkshake brown ale. Oh. That's just a really murky. Br- Have you seen a muddy looking brown? It does not look very appealing. Like it's not. It's not a pretty beer. So, so it will fit into the current beer scene perfectly. Uh, Gabs is coming up. I think uh, Gabs speaking of weird beer styles, yeah. uh, check that out. Um, actually, I think Quick IPA is about to take off. Yeah, Quick that's Quick I'd, yeast. I tried my first one the other day. Um, I've got some of the, the yeast on order just because it sounds really interesting. But I don't know if that's going to take off. But it's a very interesting yeast strain. Yeah, there's quite a few have been going for quite a while, and no one, the brewers just haven't been telling everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's true. Um, we have a, a little bit of a plug for the Ooh. patron supporters of the podcast. Uh, we have a, two Quick Meads coming up, side by side, two different Quick strains of yeast. Uh, Patreon.com slash Isle of Time. Yeah, should we plug We're going to make it worth your while, so yeah. get on board. Yeah. yeah. The two kinds of Quick Mead. Come on. Pony up uh, a couple of for dollars. For people who don't know what Quick is, it's a random uh, Norwegian farmhouse style yeast that 
um, will ferment through anything apparently it'll ferment through anything um, right, yeah. and this guy in uh, I don't know where he's from but he travelled Norway and discovered these farmhouse yeasts and these farmhouse brewers and now it's going to be a commercial thing uh, and yeah we're making mead from it because we like and, and it looks like Quebec yeah it looks it like looks Quebec, like Quebec. Yeah. 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 but they're pronouncing it like the, like the chocolate milk drink of my youth quick, yeah right like quick yeah you might be disappointed. I'm glad I had no idea how to pronounce it, so that's quite helpful. Yeah, thank you. Um, all right, we've plugged us. Uh, I think we've plugged you guys a little bit, so we're good. Any other questions before we wrap up? All right, I'm sure you guys are going to No, be no, no, I saw one more. Oh, Brick, okay. talk to us. Can we jump on the Patreon now? Can we get that quick? No. Absolutely not. Next no. question. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> but you never know what's next. Ooh, Matt Brick, are you wearing so a get suit? on now. Uh, Boo. Uh, you're all right. Um, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, I'm going to get three different rounds of applause for three different amazing guests. Andrew, don't drop off now. Yeah. Karen has what more? And Hamish from Deep Creek. Uh, Hey Andrew, you went through the whole show, no Voldemort language, so that's fine. Yay. Good job. Ah, yeah. it's quite restrained. Yeah, nice job. Uh, thank you everyone for coming along. Uh, it's great to to have a live audience and talk dumb things with them. Uh, we really appreciate it. and thanks to the catfish. Thanks to Good View Week. Yeah, catfish. You get a button. Yeah. We're out of button, sorry. Uh, Dave, thank you. Thank you. Thanks Enjoy Good View Week. Thanks guys, that was fun.